Today on the Profitable Trady Podcast. When you grow, you'd think that your profit margins would just keep improving, but actually they don't, and there's good reasons for this. By uh, listening to this, we can save you a whole lot of frustration and pain that other people have gone through that you don't actually have to go through. Accountants will tell you, save money on your overheads and you make more profit. I'm like, yeah, and you ruin your life. I'm just about to go thermonuclear about the accountants and their excessive cost focus does my head in. Reminds me of the old Winston Churchill thing, right? He's like, saving your way to profits, like standing in a bucket and trying to lift it up by the handles. Your business revenue is growing nicely and you're adding team members. But when it comes to look at your profit margins, the margins seem to be falling and you wonder what the heck is actually going on. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how profit margins vary as your revenue grows and why this is normal and what to do about it. You're listening to the Profitable Trady Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Alrighty team, Tony Fraser-Jones here uh, in the seat, host of the Profitable Trady Podcast, hanging out with Phil Smith. How was your evening? Hey, he's done it again. I love it. My evening was good, actually. Yes. Nice. Watching uh, episodes of The Bear on the Disney. Bear. Yeah. There you go. Good show. Actually, I don't quite actually like have it. Disney. Maybe I should look into that. Can't afford it, eh? Yeah, it's tough. Got to watch those margins, Tony. Otherwise, you know, that's you'll right. never be able to upgrade to better TV. That's right. We need to talk about margins today. What are we getting into today, Chief? We are getting into basically that uh, revenue and team growth and your profit margins along the way. So. Um, very topical for you, Tony. Uh, mm. We can look at this and get you that Disney subscription. Uh, basically, what we're talking about is how, when you grow, you'd think that your profit margins would just keep improving, but actually they don't. And there's good reasons for this. And you know, basically, this can cause all sorts of problems if you aren't aware of it. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, like uh, most things in life, uh, people learn this through experience, and experience is what you get right after you need it. So hopefully today by uh, listening to this and understanding the relationship between your your profit margins and revenue and team growth, we can save you a whole lot of frustration and pain that other people have gone through that you don't actually have to go through. That's the purpose. Sounds pretty good. I'm sure you got a story to kick us off. I do have a story uh, about two real characters, uh, Jim and Bob. Not their real names, but... Uh... Uh, we both know them. They actually got both got really successful businesses. They're in our uh, boardroom program, which is our high-level uh, mastermind program. Uh, Jim's doing about $750,000 a month in revenue and he has a fantastic net profit of sort of 25 to 30%, sometimes better. Absolutely crushing it uh, financially. Bob has a business double this size, but his net profit is more like uh, 15% to sort of 16, 17 sometimes. It's still really respectable and he's doing uh, you know massively well. So we're in a session... Uh, the other day, talking about the challenge of growth and, and where to next. And, and Jim was asking, what should he do next? His margins are great. He's feeling good. And Bob was reflecting on the structure of his business. And he said, look, my business uh, is a business that's run with managers. Uh, his business can operate largely without him. And uh, Bob's advice to, to Jim was to actually start building out his organization structure and putting in the key managers in place and building the systems of the business so that the business wasn't completely reliant on Jim. Because the thing with Jim's business, he has fantastic profit margins, absolutely crushing it. But he's like a one-man killing machine. Mm. Uh, and a lot of the business is, you know, is on his shoulders still. And if he wasn't there, it's going to be very difficult for the business to carry on. So at the start of the conversation, Jim sort of wondering what Bob's talking about because he's like, well, I'm doing great. Like my profit margins are better than yours. And Bob is like, 
why is uh, Jim not understanding what I'm getting at? <laughs> uh, and this, this, is, this is what happens. As, you know, as your revenue and your team grow, your overall net profit margin actually can drop a little bit, and it does tend to settle, uh, but there's a whole lot of other advantages with this, which uh, we want to dig into today because I think it's really important that we understand this relationship because it can really mess people up. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think if we don't understand that relationship, we uh, we run into some problems, right? We do get messed up. We do. Well, if you don't understand how your margins change with with revenue and team growth, you'll actually get really frustrated as you grow your revenue and your team because you'll see your, your margins, your net margins, starting to fall, and you'll actually get really frustrated. Mm. You're like, "What's going on? This is not making sense. What am I doing wrong? Uh, is growing even a good idea?" And you actually start to second guess yourself whether you're on the right track. Yeah. Sometimes you actually you give up or you pull back from growing because you're like, well, I don't want to grow because this is just getting worse. Uh, and you lose your confidence in your ability. Like, am I actually doing the right thing here? Yeah. Uh, which is which is a problem. I think the big thing is uh, pulling back from that growth. It's not always conscious either. You know, like we see a lot of people coming through and you know, as they're growing, they're almost self self sabotaging in a subconscious way. You know, they're uh, they're having growth opportunities and, and they're actually you know shying away from them or not taking steps that logically they know would be good steps because also logically they know that they'll cost money and potentially eat into their margins and they're not looking into the future at that growth. Um, so there's some logical thought leading to some subconscious sabotage. Uh, where they're pulling back from that growth, even though they don't realise they are, and it's yeah. it's quite a it's quite quite weird to watch, really. But yeah. it's uh, it's also very normal. So, on the other hand, if we get this right and um, we're aware of how to handle it, then yeah, we look, can get some big ups. Yeah, when you know the relationship between your net margins and revenue and team size, and and the fact that they will change as your business grows, it means you actually know what to look for. You know that what you're going through is normal, uh, and uh, you won't be like upset about it. You'll be oh cool. Well, I'm actually this is going as it should do. Mm. Uh, and you won't like second guess yourself. You'll, you'll know that you're on the right track. And it will actually give you the ability to keep building the business because even though your net margins might be falling, the, the amount of profit you're making overall is going up considerably. Yep. And you're building a business that has great structure, has great team, great systems and processes. So it's a, you know, it's a great business to own. So not only is it making you more money overall, mm. but it's actually allowing you to create a lifestyle for me if you have money with that lifestyle, that, that's a terrible thing. It's like success that's not really success at all. Yeah, well, it's kind of like you're accumulating money, you're putting it in a bank, you're not even using it on anything cool. It's like, why have it? Yeah, you don't have time or the energy yeah. to actually so enjoy need, it. You can't spend or, it. Or do anything do. nice with it. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a waste of time. So, look, uh, obviously we can have some pretty good upside there. So let's dig into what this is all about. Well, I guess there's one thing that's, that's really critical to understand right at the start of this is that um, there's a difference between gross profit margin and net profit margin. So gross profit margin is really the, the margin you make off your jobs. Yeah. And that's, you know, if you do a job and it's $1,000, you your, your invoice, your revenue is $1,000, and it costs you in labour and materials, let's say it costs you $600, you've made $400 gross profit, and that's a 40% margin. Yeah. Gross margin. And net profit is different. You add up all your jobs, and then you take off the overheads of the business. Uh, which is your rent and your power and your accounting and marketing and all that sort of stuff, the kind of things that don't change. Office wages. Office wages, you know, uh, off the tools, people who are in the office. Mm. And that's going to give you your net margin. So here's the thing. As your business grows, your gross margin should not change. Hopefully it improves. Your job profitability, 
It's not that difficult, is it? <laughs> well, job profitability. <laughs> a there, Tony. Yeah, yeah, job profitability should not change. No, it shouldn't. Uh, and if it does, that's an issue. But your net margin can and will change. Yeah. That's really important to understand. We're, yeah. we're not saying as your business grows that your profitability off the job should change. It shouldn't. It should be the same or even better. Yeah. But your net margins, what you get at the bottom of the P&L, can change. Yeah, and I suppose that's what we're driving at is that, you know, in this case, your net margin will change, but that's more to do with your operating expenses, your fixed costs fluctuating as you grow, but that job profitability shouldn't change. Now, there is one way it can change. Your, your gross margin can actually suffer because of growth, but it's usually more to do with poor organisation and chaos on your jobs. So, for example, you get to a point where you've grown big enough that, you know, you have enough staff, you can't keep an eye on all of them, you really need an operations manager, but you haven't taken that leap yet. And so, as a result, uh, things are starting to get chaotic, uh, things are falling through the cracks, you're getting more rework, callbacks, jobs that are not being conducted properly, but you can't keep track of all of it because you're actually not able to be everywhere at once and you don't have eyes in the back of your head. So at that point, your gross margin may suffer a little bit, but really gross margin will only suffer because of one or two things. You're either underpricing your work or you're becoming less efficient. Now, usually if it's because you're becoming less efficient, there's actually overhead that you need to inject into the business in terms of infrastructure to bring back that efficiency, whether it's you know more management or supervision or whether it's more systems or processes that need to be created. It could be you know anything really, but... That's actually the injection of, of extra overheads uh, to bring back that gross margin. Ironically, that's going to also increase your fixed costs, your op- operating expenses, which will decrease your net margin temporarily. But that obviously gives you the platform to continue to grow your revenue and bring it all back, and that's what we're talking about Yeah, today. and that, that's the thing. It's, it's really normal for smaller businesses, maybe one or two or three or four people, to have fantastic net margins, and then as they grow to eight or ten, or 12 people, the net margin might drop from 25% to 15% or 17% or 13%, and they're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but it is totally normal, and it happens to pretty much all businesses in the trades and construction-based businesses because of what we're going to talk about today. And the purpose of today is, if you're listening, I want you to know in advance that this will happen, and you need to expect it, and uh, when you know that, you're not going to get so stressed out, and we're going to talk about how to actually get through it as well. Yeah. And what happens is relatively simple, and you've talked about it. You know, when you start off, it's yourself and maybe one or two other people, and your business is very, very simple. It's got low overheads. Mm. Uh, you may not have anyone in the office. You may have just a, you know, for a few hours a week. Uh, you don't have a big workshop. Uh, you don't have lots of systems, and uh, it's just really simple. Maybe it's just some field software and accounting package, some vans and some tools. Mm. And so pretty much all the money you make off the jobs goes straight into your pocket. Yeah, uh, and you're on out in the field yourself most of the time as well. So you're you know you're generating uh, revenue and, and profit. So your profit margin is really high, but the downside is you have very little time because you are everything. Yeah. So you are you're wearing all the hats in your business. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing the work, you're pricing the work, you're sending the invoices, you're doing all the compliance, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So if you go away from the business, it actually um, will grind to a halt. Yeah, it's pretty tough. So, I mean, basically when you're in that point, uh, your net margin is going to be really high, right? Um, but the problem is you got really, really no time. Uh, it's very, very tough. It's funny, um, I was actually talking uh, yesterday to a client of ours, um, let's call him Mike. Um, and now uh, Mike's more early on in his business journey. He's doing about 35 to 40K in revenue per month. Um, and Mike's been suffering from some real cash flow issues. 
uh, and he says to me, hey Phil, you know, the thing is I've got a really, really profitable business, um, I've got no time and my cash flow is absolutely stuffed. And I've already looked at his profit and loss statements, his income statements at this point, so I know what's going on, but <laughs> the point is I'm like, you are quite sharp. Let's too, hear it you from know. you, Mike. And he's telling me, you know, the thing is, is like I could get, uh, you know, my cash flow back up. I could get this, uh, this all working. I could improve my margins again. The thing is, is I need to, you know, I've been really tardy with getting uh, bids out, quotes out. I'm, you know, I'm not invoicing on time. I've got this problem, this problem, and you know, efficiency's dropping here and here. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, Mike, the thing is, your overhead per month is about two thousand bucks, like. Most trades businesses should sit between 18 to 28% of revenue. You're more like 7% of revenue, and you wonder why you have no time. And you say your business is really profitable. It, I mean, it's not. And he goes, the thing is, is, I can't afford to get anyone else in the office to help me out. I'm like, Mike, that's because your GP is 17%. So, yeah, sure, with a 17% GP and a 7% overhead, you sometimes get a 10% net profit. Um, but the thing is, is like, you actually need that extra those extra operating expenses to give you the ability to bring back your cash flow and actually achieve a better margin because the real problem here is, is you're actually actually your gross margin. It's not that you can't afford extra overheads. Well, it's not that you shouldn't be able to. It's that you can't because of your, your gross margin. Yeah, you're that, not going to achieve that without, yeah, that, without that's exa- That's exactly right. When, when you're small, you kind of don't really have a business. No. That's it's just not. a high-paying job. And yeah. then you start growing, and what happens is, as you've as you said, you actually do need more systems and processes and people in the office to make sure things run smoothly. Yeah, uh, you eventually, you know, the, the progression is you will get off the tools, as it were. You'll be, you know, not working out in the field anymore, uh, and so that's uh, an overhead. Yeah, uh, and so that adds a bit of overhead. Yeah, and your net margin might fall a little bit. You grow a little bit more, then you get an office manager, another overhead. Grow a bit more, you get an op- ops manager, operations mm. manager. Grow a bit more, you get an estimator. Grow a bit more, you're doing you know several million dollars a year. You're getting a marketing person or a BDM. And you grow even more, and maybe doing eight to ten million. You got uh, foreman, four people under the ops person. And then you get an office junior, and then you get a junior estimator, and eventually, you might even get a general manager. Yeah, not to mention hybrid roles along the way of people that are still in the field but supervising a team, and they're kind of at a like a mid level. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that start becoming becoming overhead. Not to mention all the systems requirements and everything that's going to go into that. But the fact is, is that each level is going to add some management overhead. Uh, and like I say, as well as other systems you need, there's going to be IT, there's HR, there's accounting, lots of things that are going to start you know ramping up as you grow, and that's going to grow your overhead. But end of the day, if you're not doing this stuff, you don't really have a business. You you just have a job that's hectic. And what we're after is that commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. And uh, you know, adding these overheads is crucial for that. Yeah. Uh, and so the way it pans out is, uh, and you look at the numbers, is when you've got a small business, maybe your business is doing $500,000 in revenue a year. Your net profit margin is, let's say, 20%. That's pretty pretty good. That's $100,000. Let's say you've really grown the business and now you have a business that's uh, $5 million in revenue and your net margin is 15%. So it's dropped by 5%. And that's because we've put some overheads in place. We've built a business that doesn't rely on you. It's got good systems, good team, a management team. So you're not across the jobs. You don't have to be across everything. You don't have to send the invoices. You don't have to price all the work. You can go away for vacation for you know six to 12 weeks a year and enjoy your life, not have the phone to your ear the whole time. Your margin's less you're doing five million at fifteen percent, but your profit's now seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a heck of a lot more profit. And at the end of the day, the, the the amount of profit is what counts. Yeah, it's not the margin. 
That's right. And I think the big thing is that you know, when you're along this journey, um, you know, your net profit margin will go up and down, uh, like we say, between, say, you know, 20%, 10% as you pass through those levels of growth. But the real risk is that you can really pull back on spending and growth because you're scared, and it's just a big mistake. I mean, that's really where you need to hammer down. Like I said earlier, you know, your OPEX, your operating expenses, should sit somewhere between 18 to 28% of your revenue. Now, if we take into consideration that, you know, you might be wanting to aim for, say, a 40% gross margin, essentially what you have is that 40% stays the same, and you're either subtracting 18% all the way through to 28% off that. So you could be making anywhere from 22 to, say, 12% net profit, because 40 minus 18 is 22, or 40 minus 28 is 12 now, obviously, that percentage is changing, but the big thing is that you're going to fluctuate between that 18 to 28% as you add extra infrastructure. Um, so, obviously, if I'm down around the 18% OPEX, so I've got my 22% net profit and I'm feeling good, I'm super profitable, I'm really happy about it, but I'm probably getting quite tapped out. And if you dip below that 18%, I guarantee you're super busy, you're working heaps of hours, and you're probably hating your business. <laughs> it's profitable, but it sucks. Um, at that point, you need to add overhead. But your first thought is going to be, man, I'm scared of that. It's just going to eat away my profit. And you start using words like, it's going to cost me heaps. Uh, now, when people start saying that, I'm like, that's funny because every single thing you put into your OPEX actually it shouldn't really be costing you. It's more like an investment in your business success. But hey, look, we digress. Point is, is that you add that overhead and immediately your OPEX goes up, but your revenue has not yet grown. And as a result, that 18% OPEX will jump all the way up to you know circa 28, maybe even a little bit more, depending where your revenue is at. And you're going to freak out because it's going to just demo your net margin and your revenue hasn't changed. So you are making less profit dollars and you're going to be like, this is, I don't know if this was a good idea. But this is not where you want to get scared. This is not where you want to pull back. You need to understand the investment you've made and put the hammer down with sales and marketing. You know, Make sure that you're getting more work in the door and you're getting it done and you're growing your business because at that point, your revenue will grow. And when your revenue grows and your gross margin remains the same at 40% and your OPEX dollars remains the same, as the revenue grows, that same amount of OPEX dollars becomes a smaller and smaller percentage of the growing revenue. And so you're going to start edging back from the 28 right back down to the 18, at which point you will say, wow, this is great, I'm super profitable. Uh, and you're making a lot more net profit dollars at that point, which is the game. But you're going to start getting tapped out again, and you're going to once again need an injection of infrastructure, and you repeat that cycle. And this will happen again and again and, and, again. and again. It doesn't matter how big your business gets, even you know big corporate companies that are doing hundreds of million dollars a month experience this. It's, it's just the growth cycles of business. Yeah. And so don't fear it. That's it's right. really important that you yeah. understand and embrace it and hammer down. And if revenue grows linearly, it doesn't mean your profit grows in a linear fashion because of those chunks of overhead costs that go in. Yeah. And here's the, the flip side of this, and this is the hidden cost that, that is very difficult for people to understand when they haven't experienced it. Most often, if you're stuck in your business at a revenue level or you just can't get more time, you've hit what's called the ceiling of complexity. There is actually... The size of factory that you've created cannot do any more business. Uh, and it, what happens is anything else just spills over the top and it starts to lead to disorganization and often uh, you know, damages the gross margin, uh, damages you personally because you're just tapped out trying to juggle all the balls. Mm. So you've got to bust through the ceiling of complexity. That's what you do to add overheads. It's basically making the size of your factory bigger. That's if it. you think about a, a race car, 
if you want it to go faster, it needs you know aerodynamics and a better engine. Mm. That's investing in the overheads of your business. The same thing. Yeah. You know, if we wanted to upgrade it so it can do more, we need a bigger engine, better aerodynamics. Yeah. And that's that's, that's what your overheads give you. Yeah. That's simple right. as that. It's about actually building a business, and there are actually some magic numbers here. Yep. And uh, this is actually courtesy of a really good friend of mine, great business coach, David Dugan. Uh, has a, an amazing business called Abundance Global, and uh, he's done the research that there's some magic numbers in business. You know, when you've got four people, that's really profitable. When you've got eight, that's a good profit level. When you've got 12, that's good. But let's say you're at 10 or six, not so good. No. Because you're not maxing out your overheads. Mm. And after 12, it tends to double. And these are just rules of thumb. Yeah, 24, 48. 48, 96. Mm. But in the middle, there's dark patches where your profit margin, net profit margin can really start to fall. But as Phil said, you need to actually be able to push through. And so the key to today's episode, I guess, is knowing that this exists, not freaking out when you get in that situation where you see your net margin starting to decline a little bit. You're actually in the right place. If you want to build a business that gives you great uh, freedom, time and money, you need to make the investment so the business can make money. It's a commercial profitable enterprise that can actually operate without you. Yeah. And there's another really useful tip that we've found is try not to wait till your business is maxed out as well at 100% oh, capacity. No. Because good. when that happens, it's really difficult to make change. You know, you are maxed out and all you feel like doing is going home, putting your feet up and having a beer or a cup of tea when you get home. Yeah. You don't really feel like doing stuff to improve it because you've got no energy left. So when you get to around 80% of full capacity, that's a great time to start looking at the next level of overheads or yeah. price processes or people or systems that you need to actually create a bigger car, a faster car. Yeah. So it's a more smooth uh, transition. And if anyone's there wondering, how do I know I'm at 80% capacity? A real easy rule of thumb is go and have a look at your OPEX, your operating expenses, see what they are as a percentage of your revenue. And if you're under 18%, uh, you've waited too long, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a great, a great rule of thumb. Yeah, that overhead percentage, and let's be honest, Phil. Like most business owners, celebrate low overhead percentage. Yeah, because which is, accountants will tell you, you know, save money oh. on your overheads and you make more profit. I'm like, yeah, and you ruin your life. Uh, you can't just grow your business with that higher overhead, and now you make more profit and you get your time back. But hey, look, we digress. I'm just about to go thermonuclear yeah, about the yeah. accountants and their excessive yeah. cost focus does my head in. Well, it reminds uh, just be careful the, uh, who you listen to. Reminds me of the old Winston Churchill thing, right? He's like, saving your way to profits like standing in a bucket and trying to lift it up by the handles. So uh, don't do that. Mm. Um, if you get into the point where you're super tapped, I mean, show me someone who's really tapped out and I'll show you somebody with a super low OPEX percentage. Um, we see it just, we've seen it thousands of times. We just know this to be true. Yeah. Uh, let's land this plane because I think we're on a yep. good note here. Yep. So the relationship between revenue and team growth and net profit margin is not linear. It happens in jumps. And between times, your net profit will actually dip. Knowing what to expect and knowing that this will happen makes all the difference because you will push through and you'll save yourself a bunch of frustration and potential missed opportunities. Thanks, Eats, for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. So you're thinking about hiring someone or buying a piece of equipment or even getting a bigger workshop and you know you need to but there's that nagging doubt at the back of your mind. What if I spend all this money and the work runs out and I'm left without the money to afford what we've bought or hired? Now I can guarantee anyone who owns a business has had these thoughts. Tune into next week's podcast where we discuss how to work through these challenging situations and what to do so you don't overextend yourself and that you don't stall the growth of your business. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes 
for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trading Podcast.